Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 21st, 2022. I'm teaching a series right now entitled God's Grace in Our Faith, where God does everything that he does for us by grace. Grace is unmerited, unearned, undeserved. And in response to the grace of God, we respond by faith. And by faith, we receive everything that God has already provided. This is part 40 of the series. If you've missed the previous messages, you can you can just subscribe to the podcast. Uh, the, all the messages are free there, or you can go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena. We have well over, I think, 2,700 episodes, all free. Check that out. It's going to be a blessing to you. All right. So yesterday I shared a message entitled The Grace for Good Works, and I was about to move on, but I was led, I had to stay right there. So this is The Grace for Good Works, part two. There's some works that God has called you to perform. And when you embrace the grace of God, you're able to get those works done and you glorify your father, which is in heaven in the process. So get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. We've been looking at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. We've also been looking at Galatians 5, 22 and 23 every day. Well, yesterday we looked at Ephesians 2 and 10 and Matthew 5 and 16. Well, today I'm going to take all those scriptures and then add 2 Timothy 1 and 9, Ephesians 1 and 4. Now, that's a lot. And I'm going to tie all of these scriptures together in one message. All right, so this is what the Bible says. Let me read all these scriptures for you. And it's important for me to read the scriptures because you need to get the word of God through your ears down into your heart. You ready? I'm going to read all the scriptures and then we'll get into it. John 1 and 14, the word became flesh and he dwelt among us. We were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the father who came from the father, full of grace and truth. John 1 and 17, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the Holy Spirit that is within you is actually divine love. And then there are eight expressions of divine love. This is what your life is supposed to look like. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue or goodness, which is what we're talking about today, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, strength of spirit. Now, never set the law or rules above these things. These things are limitless. The law is limited. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, God has made us what we are. Ooh, I like, I could just stop right there. God has made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us new people. Why, Paul? So that we could spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. There's some good works that God ordained for us to do from the foundations of the world, and we're supposed to do those works. Matthew 5 and 16, in the same way, Jesus said, let your light so shine before others, that people down here can see your good works on earth, but as a result, they will glorify the Father, which is in heaven. So when you do good works down here on the earth, people see it on the earth, and they glorify the Father, which is in heaven. Second Timothy 1 and 19, God has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works. God didn't call you according to your own works. God called us according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us 
in Christ Jesus before the world began. I'm going to talk about that. Ephesians 1 and 4, even before God made the world, God loved us and chose us. Say, I've been chosen. God loved us and chose us. Say, I've been chosen. God chose you. God chose you in Christ Jesus before the world began. God gave you grace and purpose before the world began. Now, I'm going to take all of those scriptures and tie them up and give you five things. What does this mean for you today? I have a lot to cover. I have five things to share with you this morning. You ready? Let's get into it. Number one, you are not a mistake. Put that in the chat. I am not a mistake. You are not a mistake. You, I tell you that all the time. You, you, you should never have a low self-esteem. You are chosen. You are called. You are anointed. And you are not a mistake. You were born for such a time as this. You are called by God's divine purpose. So along with the purpose, not only did God call you with his divine purpose, but along with the purpose, 2 Timothy 1 and 9 says that God has given you the grace to fulfill it. So God gave you purpose and God gave you the grace to fulfill the purpose. So you have, watch this, you have the grace for it. Say that. Say, I have the grace for it. God gave me a purpose and then he gave me the grace to fulfill the purpose. And watch this. It wasn't because I earned it. It wasn't because I deserved it. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says, it's not according to your own works. It's according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus. When? Before the world began. My God. So before the world began, God chose me. Before the world began, God called me. God gave me a purpose, a divine purpose, and he gave me the grace to fulfill the purpose. And he did all of this in Christ Jesus. And he did it before the world began. So I'm not a mistake. So the purpose of God, you have a purpose and you have the grace of God on your life to fulfill the purpose. So the purpose of God and the grace of God shall not be wasted. You should uh, say this, say, I will not waste the grace. Wouldn't it be a shame for, for God to give you all this grace to do all the things that you're called to do, and then you just spend your life doing something else, and you waste the grace? In the government, we say that that's a misappropriation of government funds. In the kingdom, I like to say that's a misappropriation of God's grace. What you don't want to have is a misappropriation of God's grace. You want to appropriate the grace accordingly. You want to walk in your divine assignment. You want to know that you, you'll know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I will not waste the grace. I'm going to make the most of the one life that God has given me. And th so God sent you to this planet to have a divine impact. And that divine impact is part of your divine destiny. And then he put his grace on you to do it. Say, I have the grace for it. I have the grace for it. All right. All right. Number two, when you realize that you're not a mistake, you also come to the realization that you have work to do. <laughs> Say, I have work to do. Yeah, yeah. When I realize that I'm not a mistake, then I got to realize, oh, snap, God's grace is on my life and I have work to do. And so when I know that I have work to do, you should put that in the chat. I have work to do. God did not save you from hell just so you can go to heaven. If God, if all God wanted was for you to go to heaven, then you would be dead already. Because if you're born again, that's all, all you need to do, right? So you're born again. But if you're still here, watch this. If there's air still flowing through my lungs, if there's blood still flowing through my veins, that means that God is not through with me. I have work to do. I am on this planet for God's divine assignment. You are on this planet. You're not a mistake. You're here for such a time as this. You were born for now. You are anointed 
for now. You have the grace for now. And you are called with a specific purpose, with a specific destiny. I'm going to build you up. When you when I'm done today, you're going to feel like you could leap a tall building with, with a single bound. Glory to God. I'm going to build you up. Listen, you are born again. Once you're born again, you got to realize that you are born again for your purpose. You're not saved to sit. You're saved to serve. This service includes work, a four-letter word, work. You have work to do. You were born to do some things and you have work to do. You need to do what you're called to do. Your job is to find it. Your job is to follow it. Your job is to finish it. I tell you that all the time, but God gave you a divine assignment before the world began. Your job is to find it, follow it and finish it and get it done while you're in the land of the living, while you're down here on this planet. You only have a few years. You're here and you could be gone. Your life is like a vapor. So let's make the most of the life that God gave us. So when you know that you're saved to serve, when you know that you're not saved to sit, then then you 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 know that your job is this. Let me let for this second point, your job is this. Four quick things. Your job is number one, to seek God concerning the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world. Then B, believe the plans. When God reveals things to you about, about what he called you to do, you're going to be like, oh my God, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. Yes, you can do it. You can do it. You know why you can do it? Because God is on you and in you and with you and for you. So God, when he reveals those plans to you, you got to believe it. Say, I believe the plans. All right. Then C, then you got to embrace the grace to do what you're called to do. Because without God, you can't do it. So then you embrace, now I see it, then I believe it, then I, oh, I'm embracing the grace to do what I, God's put his super on my natural. And without God, I can't do it. But with God, I can do all things. So you embrace the grace to do what you could not do without him. And then lastly, then you remain committed. Say, I am committed for the long haul. I'm committed. I will never give up. I will never cave in. I will never quit. Put that in the chat. I will never give up. You, you got to be committed for the long haul. You got to embrace the grace, believe it and receive it, and then walk in it all the days of your life. There's no retirement for the believer. It's not like you can walk with God till you're 62 and say, okay, well now I can go do something else. No, 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 no. You're on this planet for the rest of your days, for the rest of your life. You have to be doing the work that God has called you to do. Say amen to that. Glory to God. Now, you're going you're gonna to enjoy it, right? This is not like a tedious task. When you walk in your divine assignment, you never feel more alive. I don't know about you, but when I'm doing what God has called me to do, I never feel more alive. You, you will feel like the power of God is flowing through you because you're doing what you're called to do. It doesn't matter if you're retired down here in this world. It, you are enjoying the life that God has called you to live because you will never retire from your purpose. Say amen to that. All right, number three, you bring glory to God when you're doing what you were born to do and you realize that you have everything you need to do it. So now, not only are you doing what you're called to do, but you have everything that you need to do it. In Ephesians 1 and 4 that I just read for you, the Bible says that you were chosen. You were chosen by God in him from the foundations of the world. Say, I'm chosen. So you were chosen because God loves you. You are chosen and he gave you the grace to do what he called you to do. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says that God gave us a divine purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave it to us in Christ Jesus. He gave it to us before the world began. Matthew 5 and 16 says that when, when we allow God's light to shine through us down here on the earth, we get to glorify the Father which is in heaven. So Paul then listed the fruit of the Holy Spirit and then in that fruit, he talked about virtual goodness or good works. So when you put all of this together, all these scriptures that I've been reading to you, you realize, watch this, you're not a mistake. You realize that you have everything you need. 
to do what God has sent you to this planet to do. You realize that God made plans for you before the world began, that he chose you in love to fulfill those plans, that he pursued you until you accepted Jesus, his son, as your Lord, and then he filled you with his precious Holy Spirit, and then he starts to reveal to you the things that he called you to do from the foundations of the world, and then he reminds you that his grace is on you to get it done, and that he's telling you that he can do it. It's not about you. You are already equipped to do what God expects you to do, and then God is walking with you, and he's committed to you, and he says, son, daughter, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never turn my back on you. Son, not only do I love you, God says, I love you, but I chose you from the foundations of the world, and I I called you to my divine assignment and I graced you for such a time as this. And I sent you to this planet. Then I chased you down. I pursued you. I sent a bunch of people to you to tell you about Jesus, my son. Then you got born again. Then I filled you with my spirit. And now I'm speaking to you about the plans that I made for you from the foundations of the world. And I'm revealing to you what was concealed from you, but prepared for you. And now that you start to believe it, I'm walking with you and you yield to me. And if you yield to me, I will walk with you and I will do through you what you could never do without me. I'm committed to you and I will never leave you and I will never turn my back on you. And the gifting and the calling that's on your life is irrevocable. My God, it's grace. Think about all of that. I mean, it's all about God. It's all about him. It's not about us. All right. Number four, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. So number four, all work is honorable. Say all work is honorable. You got to get to work. You got to get to work to doing what God has called you to do. And all work is honorable. Let me slow down for this point because I need to say it. If your work is connected to your purpose, then that work is divine. Whatever you're doing that's connected to your divine purpose, that work is divine. And if it has something to do with the church, that's okay. But for too long, listen, for too long, church folk have created a climate where the fivefold ministry gifts apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are like exalted over other people. I'm, I'm one of the fivefold ministry gifts, but I'm not exalted over anyone. To be clear, just because you're called to the fivefold ministry doesn't make you greater than anyone else. And if you're not called to the fivefold ministry, you're not less than anyone else. So I know that in the, the church, people have, have put an emphasis on what they would consider to be ministry. Like, singing in the choir or being on the praise team or working in the parking lot ministry or being an usher or whatever. And I'm not saying don't do that. All of that, I do all those things. Like, you know, being part of, 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 of what we call church is fine, but that doesn't mean that if you're not called to do some of these things, you're a second-class citizen. <laughs> no, as in the kingdom of God, watch this. If you're called to do business, then the grace of God is on you to do business. The grace of God is on you to close deals. God's anointing is on you to do it. The Holy Spirit will lead you as you do it. If you're called to be a doctor, then the Holy Ghost is on you to, to minister medicine. If you're called to be a barber or beautician or a teacher or a mechanic or a lawyer, whatever you're called to do, the grace of God is on you to do it. And you are no less than anyone else. All work is honorable in the kingdom. You ought, you ought to do it and do it with all your might. You ought to do it and know that you are called and anointed and appointed by God to do it. And you can't take on any condemnation because you're not called to, let's say, be a pastor. Let me tell you something. Listen, look at me. You can't control what you're called to do. You got it? God called us from the foundations of the world. He didn't call everybody to do the same thing. So you can't control what you're called to do. And just because you're not called to do something that somebody else is called to do, that shouldn't make you feel less than. And if they make you feel less than, if they are condescending towards you, they are showing you that they're a baby Christian. 
Because as a believer, we should not look down on anyone. All work is honorable in the kingdom. Say amen to that. So we're supposed to celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. And we build everyone up. We tear no one down. That's the kingdom of God. Say amen to that. All right? Yes. Say, I'm going to do what I'm called to do. Put that in the chat. I'm going to do what I'm called to do. And that's it. And I'm not going to take on any condemnation. I can't control what God called me to do. You can't control what God called you to do either. So just embrace whatever God called you to do and walk on it. Walk in it with all your might. All right. Last point for today. Number five. It takes money to do ministry. Oh, come on, Brother Pena. Why do you want to talk about money? You know, people get funny when you talk about money. No, no, but it takes money to do ministry. And watch this. You can actually see ministry, uh, money as a ministry. Uh, God can make money part of your ministry. So let me talk about it. Um, it takes money to finance kingdom projects all over the world. Most believers are not called to be a leader in the church and in, in like what people call the church. Now, of course, we're all the church, but I mean like, what people consider to be the church. Most believers are not called to be a leader in the church, but they are called to make kingdom impact. So I want you to know that you could do ministry wherever you're called to do it. And you could do ministry in the marketplace. Whatever you're called to do, you should do it with all your might. And that's ministry as well. Secondly, when it comes to the things that we can traditionally consider to be ministry, like, like churches or building a church or connecting or missions work or feeding the needy or sending people out into prisons or building schools or taking care of the widows and the orphans, right? When it comes to all of that stuff, in the kingdom, we need people to pay for it. In the kingdom, we need people to fund those projects. We need people to embrace the grace to fund kingdom projects around the world. And to be clear, funding those projects is ministry. Say this, say, God gives me money with a mission. Say this, say, God gives me prosperity with a purpose. And so, so I want you to know that, that God can use money as part of your ministry and prosperity as part of your purpose. And so you can fund God's projects all over the world. And so you should not run away from it. Like you should embrace the grace to do everything that God has called you to do. And funding God's projects is part of it. God can give you that money with a mission. God can give you prosperity with a purpose. Why? Because God is strategic and he can use you. Oh, say this, say this, put this in the chat. Say, God can use me as a conduit of kingdom finance. Yeah, kingdom finance. Say, Lord, use me for kingdom finance. And watch this. So when God uses you for kingdom finance to be a blessing to others, there's no way you won't be blessed. So as you're giving, you can't beat God's giving. The more you give, the more he gives to you. <laughs> and so you, you want to fund kingdom projects all over the world. You want to be used of God for kingdom finance. God can raise you up to, with favor. God can give you favor with people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you can't help yourself. God can give you the resources to, to fund the projects. God can give you access to the resources. So you don't want to not be used of this way. You want to say, God, you can use me for kingdom finance. I want to be... But here's the point. You got to be open to it. Say, I'm open to it. Say, I am open to kingdom finance. You got to be open to it. A lot of Christians, I believe, are not open to it because for whatever reason, a lot of people in the church have vilified money. They've made money evil. There's nothing evil about money. Um, now, loving money, that's 1 Timothy 6 and 10. Yeah, if you love money, then that's evil. It's the root of all sorts of evil, loving money. But, but 
there's a problem when money has you, but there's no problem with you having money. So you can have money without money having you. And so you can fund kingdom projects all over the world. And that's part of your divine assignment. You should be open to that, but you got to be open. So Solomon, who was the, the richest man on the planet and the wisest man on the planet, many estimate his, his um, net worth to be in the trillions with a T, trillions, right? So richer than anybody alive right now. Think of what Elon Musk has times 10. So he's operating in the trillions. And this man, the Lord made him rich. And the Lord did that. And, and he's being used for kingdom finance. And in Ecclesiastes 10 and 19, Solomon said, in this world, money answers all things. In this world, yes, money. It takes money to do things in this world. So don't try to act, oh, I don't need that. Listen, when I get to heaven, I'm not going to need it. And so, but while I'm in the earth, I I need money. Money in the earth answers all things. That's Ecclesiastes 10 and 19. So in this world, we need money to get things done. So let me close out by saying this. Here's my point. If you're called to preach, preach. If you're called to start a church, go be a pastor. If you're called to business, then operate in the in business, in the kingdom. And, and then fund, generate the wealth to fund those kingdom projects all over the world. And if you call the business or to generate wealth and to fund kingdom projects, listen, you are no less anointed than that pastor down the street. No, you are doing the work that God has called you to do and God is pleased with it. So embrace, embrace your work, whatever it is, whatever you're called to do, embrace it, do it with all your might. You are no less important than anyone else. There's no, you know, so there's no big eyes and little U's in the kingdom. You celebrate everybody. You embrace the grace to be you. You walk in your divine assignment. You know what it's called? The grace life, right? You're not taking on any pressure to perform. You can become a conduit of kingdom finance if you're open to it. All right. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I told you I had a whole lot of stuff to share with you this morning. I trust that it was a blessing to you. Let's seal the deal with the declaration of faith. Speak this over your life. Say, Father, I was born for such a time as this. I was born on purpose and for your purpose. Along with my purpose, you have already given me the grace to fulfill it. I spent a portion of my life wandering aimlessly, but those days are over. Now I'm led by your spirit every day. The Holy Spirit makes it clear to me that I'm not saved to be lazy. I am saved to work and I embrace this work. I spend the remainder of my days doing the work that you've called me to do. I am anointed for my work. I am content with my assignment. I am not jealous of anyone. They have their calling and I have mine. I'm at peace with it. I do it every day. I do it with a smile on my face. You are seen and glorified in my work. So I'm ready to get to work today. I give myself over to you to be used of you for your glory. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org. If you want my notes, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I need you to do me a favor. Two things. Go into the chat. Leave me some 
comments if this message was a blessing to you. I like to read those comments. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.